The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! So a single female who's worried about having a child in the future, anyone who is 30 years or older is my number. I think if you do it in your 20s, you're absolutely amazing and better to do that. That's the time to do it. Now, if you have a kid and you want more kids, if you are in a relationship with someone and you have no kids, but you know you want to have kids, that's when you make your embryo. We take the egg, put it with the sperm, we let it grow. We're able to, once it gets to a certain level, then actually do additional testing, which is called genetic testing or pre-implantation genetic testing, know which ones are genetically normal, and then we have those saved for you for the future. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Dr. Shaheen Gadir, our friend, and now colleague at Dear Media with a new show, The Fertile Life. Back for the second time, Dr. Kadir, we love him. He is always fun. And we've actually become like great friends. We've become great friends. And I just read his bio and I'm laughing and it says he's a compassionate and caring physician, which he totally is. And you guys have to check him out, especially if you're looking to freeze your eggs or embryos or just jack your meat and freeze your sperm, guys. But he's not only caring and compassionate, he is funny. I mean, for what he does, he he is literally at the top of his game, at the top of his field. He is a renowned doctor and I'm going to give his bio in a minute and it's going to tongue twist me like 80 times. But outside of that, we have a blast with Dr. Gadir. He is funny. We laugh. I think, Lauren, I think you're probably the only person that's ever referred to giving a sperm sample as jacking your meat. I think you said that in the show. And No, I, th- I said beating your meat and he thought it was so cute. He wants to make sweaters that say beating your meat. Yeah, that I, I don't know what you two are up to, but that sounds about right. <laughs> I have so much respect for him in this space. He helps people overcome reproductive and infertility issues. And I have heard from so many people and through his staff that he has helped so many people get pregnant. He's really incredible. He's quick. He's to the point. He knows his shit. You'll hear this in this episode. And we went super general the first episode with him. But in this episode, we get really, really granular. Yeah, no. And he, like like I said, he knows his shit. So let me introduce Dr. Shaheen Gadir. Dr. Gadir, I'm going to fuck this up because this is this is a mouthful. Dr. Shaheen Hold Gadir. On. A mouthful? Yeah, Hold on. Before you say your mouthful, Michael, I, I have something to say. Uh, you can't say mouthful on a fertility podcast. But first, let me tell you guys something. He has offered to do a giveaway. This is a different giveaway. He has offered to consult one of you on freezing your eggs or freezing embryos or beating your meat, guys. All you have to do to win this 20-minute consultation with him, it's a private consultation. You and him can do it on the phone with no one listening. You can ask him all the questions. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick and follow at Dr. Shaheen Gadir on Instagram and follow his new podcast at the Fertile Life Podcast, which just signed with Dear Media. That's true. And Lauren, I'm really like, now I'm even more stressed that you interrupted me because I I, I was in a good mental place to give him an introduction, but now I'm probably going to butcher it again. I know it's weird for you to be interrupted. I've been interrupted throughout the whole 4,500 episodes. How so, dare you impl- uh, imply uh, okay, that I okay, interrupt okay. you? All right. Um, okay, let's, okay, here we go. 
Dr. Gadir, as a founding partner of Southern California Reproductive Center, Dr. Gadir is board certified in both obstetrics and gynecology and reproductive endocrinology and infertility. He is currently an assistant clinical professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA and at the Keck School of Medicine at USC. So obviously this guy knows his shit. I can't believe I just got through that. Dr. Gadir, welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show for the second time. That was a mouthful. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. I want to have a little bit of an intervention with you about the eyebrows. I, I like you're going to gang up on me. Dr. Gadir brushes his eyebrows up because it pulls the face up. So what you're doing every day is you're doing sad brow. It's called tadpole. No, brow. Lauren, what it's called is my I'm getting old and weathered and stressed. No, and my honestly, face is falling. Your off. eyebrows are falling over your eyes. I can't see your eyes. You look like one of those dogs that have like the the stuff covering. Dr. Jason eyes. Diamond, if you're listening to this, please come help me. No, just brush, will surgery. you just tell him to brush his eyebrows? I'm, up? Cha- I'm getting a new face. I'm come done. on, tell him about aesthetics. You know, I think it's a simple thing to do. Okay. I, whenever I, I, so I don't do anything. I just brush my hair. I don't even put a drop of gel, nothing anymore. I used to do a million things. And I just take the brush and I just go boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but you see, you got nice skin and no. the forehead. You got the, br- I, no, no, brush your eyebrows up. It takes I don't think it's going to hold. These things got to. He says there's a gel. That's so funny because my little kids, they have really thick eyebrows and they know in our family, we brush our eyebrows. Ew, everyone brushes their eyebrows up. It makes you look 20 years younger. My nine-year-old brought her eyebrow brush on vacation. Do you know what's in right now? A Spock brow. I wanted to talk to you guys. It's the the brows that they don't come too far down because then they make you look sad. You cut them at the ends, make them go up and then brush it up. You have a perfect brow. I think maybe you should just wax them all and tap to them the way that Lauren wants no, you I to do it. I think that'd be so such a great idea. Like a thick, clear brow gel every morning. Okay. Well, if you give me the you give me the maybe I can get a maybe I can. Do you guys know Simone going... Roberts? No. Or Anastasia? Yes. So Anastasia is the one that did my uni brow the first time, and she was amazing, and I love her. We're friends with her. Can I? But can she, she come on the podcast? I'll ask her. Maybe okay. she can come hit me. We can tell. I have before and after pictures of the day I went in. It's a, it's scary. The first time I did Your Botox was actually. I thought I was having like open heart surgery. I was so scared. Open heart surgery. I was so nervous. You literally being in my forties and dealing, enjoying my unibrow my whole life. Hold on, you go up women's vaginas and take eggs out of their vaginas, scary. and you're scary to get your brows waxed. That was the scary one. Of, I, I mean, after I did it, I'm like, why didn't I do this thirty years ago? That was the dumbest thing ever. But yeah, beforehand, I was, and she just did it. I can't believe that you were scared of that, and you're a doctor. Like that, like it weirds me out. Like I don't even understand how you could be scared of that when you see blood and needles all day. Yeah, those don't scare me at all. That was scary, but now it's not scary at all. And Anastasia is doesn't do the eyebrows all the time. She has been very gracious when times of need have gone to her house and she did it, which I love her for. But Damone Roberts does the eyebrows now and he is such a good guy and he's okay. amazing. Intervention. I've right been wanting to do this. This has actually been on my to-do Thank list. you guys for ending my day, making me feel like shit. I think right? it's going to make you look great. Uh, thank you. Okay. Okay. Add some okay. news. I okay. thought you guys were going to come in here Brush and talk about- your eyebrows up. <laughs> Taylor, it's a spoolie on Amazon. Buy it. Get a little brow gel. It's not that hard. It's right. like it's like you have one like big brown tooth that you're not taking care of on your face. Like let's like get rid of the brown tooth. My Are you eyebrows. always this critical of him? I go slow. I don't do it all at once. Oh yeah, that's so, real like, slow. No, like I would start with like little things. So like the old spice would disappear, and then like 
The St. Ives apricot spread. No, Lauren, look at your line. I never had a St. Ives apricot spread. I did have the Old Spice. (laughs) Everyone had that at one point. I have a question before we get into fertility, just because we have a doctor on the podcast. Well, first, you've been on the podcast before. If you guys haven't listened, go back and listen to this episode. Also, Dr. Gadir, which we'll get into, is launching a podcast with Dear Media. It's called... The Fertile Life. And <laughs> The Fertile Life. You're going to have some amazing guests on. We're so excited. I'm beyond excited too. But just because I have a doctor on, I want to ask you this. How can I cure? And I'm going to flub the word. Vasco-vagal. Vasovagal? Yeah. So you pass out for no reason? Every single time I get a shot or an IV, I feel like I'm going to pass out and I do pass out most so of the time. So shots and IVs, we ask every single person in our patient if they get vasovagal and that means pass out. So we draw their blood laying down. And when they lay down on the exam bed, we have them bend their knees as well. That brings more blood. You should be very well hydrated before a blood draw. And you have to have someone really, really good that does it. And I've had many people that used to pass out at the time of blood draws and now are perfectly fine and have no issues whatsoever. A little birdie told me that when you freeze your eggs, you have to get a lot of blood draws. Mercedes was just on this podcast and she said it was so annoying how many blood draws she had to get. But you have to do the same thing when you're actually pregnant too, right? Or when you are... There's not a lot of blood draws when you're pregnant. I mean, you get usually a prenatal panel right when you get pregnant and then there's some blood tests at different times during the pregnancy and then you get an IV when you go into labor, but generally not a lot of blood tests. Uh, During the IVF process where you're doing the injections and we're trying to see how your body is coming along, you do have to do blood tests that tell us how your estrogen level is rising. And those are very informative to the doctor and they do really well giving us information. So there are quite a few blood draws. And then the day of the egg retrieval, when you get your sedation, like the really good medicine, that day they do put an IV. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Since we're on the, the subject of needles, who should be freezing their eggs? Let's also talk about people who are married, people who already have children, people who are single, who should be freezing their eggs and why? Little side tangent. Recently in Austin, we have taken up a new hobby, and that is taking a little boat out on the lake and watching the bats fly. But the problem is, I get nauseous on any kind of boat, which is a real problem because Michael loves boats. So we have made the ultimate marriagey compromise because I have relief band. I bring these relief bands anytime we are on a boat and they work. They are the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristbands that have been clinically proven to relieve nausea. It's so crazy. Like it completely prevents nausea or vomiting. I don't feel queasy. It's not that I vomit. I just feel like motion sickness and anxiety, kind of like I'm hungover. You should know that it's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy and provides all natural relief, which is what I am about with zero side effects. How it works is it stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. And then it blocks the signal to your brain that's sending the signal to your stomach to tell you that you're sick. It's the only over-the-counter wearable device and it's used in hospitals. You have to try out the one that I like. It's their newest model. It's called Relief Band Sport. It's waterproof, which is great when I'm on the boat and it has extended battery life. Okay. So car sickness, seasickness, hangovers, anxiety, pregnancy brings you peace of mind, okay? As the holiday season quickly approaches, there has never been a better time to give the gift of relief 
and make sure your loved ones are nauseous free. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer for Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners. You're going to go to reliefband.com and use promo code SKINNY. You'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use code SKINNY for 20% off plus free shipping. So freezing of your eggs means just your eggs, not combined with sperm, not made into an embryo. If you have no one in your life to give you sperm that you want to have a kid with, then you just freeze your eggs. Just plain eggs, you freeze them for when Mr. Right comes into your life. And at that time, you can use the sperm to make a great embryo. The guy with the right eyebrows. The right eyebrows, the right, yeah, a lot of nice things. Okay, just like... You know, just yeah, yeah, good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you will give them your eggs to make your embryos. So a single female who's worried about having a child in the future, anyone who is 30 years or older is my number. I think if you do it in your 20s, you're absolutely amazing and better to do that. That's the time to do it. Now, if you have a kid and you want more kids, if you are in a relationship with someone and you have no kids, but you know you want to have kids, that's when you make your embryo. We take the egg, put it with the sperm, we let it grow. We're able to, once it gets to a certain level, then actually do additional testing, which is called genetic testing or pre-implantation genetic testing. Know which ones are genetically normal, and then we have those saved for you for the future. So that's for a baby coming up that you haven't, you want to have later, whether you have a kid, whether you don't have a kid, but usually that's when there is sperm. Now, if you know you are going to use donor sperm, if you are a lesbian couple or you know you're not going to want to do this with a man and you want to do it yourself, then don't freeze your eggs alone. Just make the embryo from the beginning so you know which ones are healthy and which ones are good. Let, let me ask you this because I, I don't think, and this obviously we've talked before the second time you come on and everyone go back and listen the first time. But I, I, I believe, and I could be wrong, that there's a lot of pressure put on women when it comes to pregnancy, right? It's like, you know, there's a lot, there, there's very little talk of like what the man can do. And I obviously like, we pay a, a play a much smaller part, but you know, we've spoken in the past, like there's, is there, are there things that men can do, whether it's a workout routine or supplementation or their health routine to actually create healthier sperm? Yeah. So a healthy, so a lot of sperm generation is genetic. Obviously that plays a big part. In absolutely. It, right? So men that are very overweight have poorer sperm quality because they have a lot of estrogen in their body, not a lot of testosterone. Testosterone is the fuel, but taking testosterone like for steroids and to build muscle, turn off your sperm production. So natural testosterone production in your body is what makes healthy sperm. Being overweight is bad for you. Smoking is horrible Wait, for sperm. Wait, hold on there. So if men are sitting there like, oh, I, got, I have low testosterone, I got to take it, but then they start taking testosterone. You will have zero sperm. So that's, I mean, I think that's so something if to talk you have low testosterone, Yeah, absolutely. If you have low testosterone and you want to naturally boost your testosterone, you need to start building muscle mass. Whether it's from cardio, or running, or whether it's lifting weights, building muscle mass increases your natural testosterone level. If a guy's listening to this podcast and he's single, and I actually have a friend who wants me to ask you this question, should they freeze their sperm right now in this moment? I would, 100%. It is so simple to freeze your sperm. Yeah, all they have to do is beat their meat in the closet. We already know this. We, didn't we trademark that? Beat, yeah, beat the meat in the closet. Get it over with. When you walk into SCRC now, right above the door, it says beat your meat, right? So did you get that sign up there Yeah, yet? .com. Well, you yeah, started yeah. that website. Yeah, it's really, your face is on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every, we, we did a little bit yeah, of, yeah, yeah. we fixed the eyebrows yeah, yeah. on the picture. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. We, we, we photoshopped me up. And Go to Dr. Gadir's office, beat your meat for two minutes. Taylor, it'll take you 30 seconds. Save your sperm 
And you guys put it in what? Like a refrigerator? No, we send it home with you to put in your freezer. <laughs> Sometimes I have to answer you the things that you know you want to hear. Um, we have special <laughs> places. I'll make a pie. <laughs> Sperm pie. Oh, Jesus. That sounds disgusting, but let's... Okay. Wait, um, but hold we on. have special freezers, tanks. They're all monitored and they're checked daily. They are in a secure location. Everything about it is completely 100% secure. I have the world's record for using the oldest frozen sperm to make a baby. Is that true? Is that a real, yeah. that's a real true thing? How, what, how old? 31 and a half years old sperm, frozen. So it was a guy that came to the US from China when he was in his 50s. This is about 30 something years ago with his current wife at that time. They couldn't have kids. They had kids. She passed away. He has old kids, big kids. And he got remarried and he was 88 years old and had frozen sperm from when he was in his 50s and had come to the US to have kids with his first wife. And they had, from that batch with the frozen sperm, three more kids. Was there fossils in it? <laughs> no, they've had three beautiful when kids. When someone beats their meat and gives you sperm, how many sperms do you typically get? So a normal sperm count per milliliter of ejaculation so for every like milliliter is really tiny, okay? It's like an eye drop, like it's just a milliliter, has usually 20 million sperm or more in that wow. one. Yeah, in that so one So you drop. always, like not with the woman, you don't always get eggs, but with the man, you always get sperm. There are some men that have no sperm. Oh. And there are some men that don't have the little tubing inside the plumbing, the correct plumbing, and it just, it just keeps generating and it just keeps getting absorbed by the body and it never comes out of you. And the younger you are, the better the egg quality and the better the sperm, correct? Correct. Now, men are very lucky and some men can even make their sperm better. So we're sitting here right now. That's kind of what I'm asking. Like for the men out there. Like, in hey, 72 like to 90 days from this second, Michael, you and I will have new generated sperm that started right now. I love having conversations so about outside, you guys' sperm on the podcast. Outside of uh, <laughs> obviously trying to live healthy and lifting weights, like if someone comes to you and you're like, okay, I've, I've identified, you've beat your meat, I've, I've identified your sperm, and you're like, hey, there's, there can be some improvements. Is there a supplement routine? Is there a routine so that there you're are, putting So there are a on? bunch of things to do. So weight is really important. Excessive drinking, excessive use of uh, smoking, drugs, all those things are actually really bad for sperm quality. And marijuana? they've been shown. Uh, marijuana has been shown negative effects on sperm quality. Now, there are so many aspects of sperm quality now that it's, I'm sorry, of marijuana that we're not really sure. There's not a million studies out there sure. that says like this aspect of it or that could help. We don't know yet. But in general, the studies that were done on general marijuana use showed negativity. Now, also anything that takes the testicular temperature up, there is a reason that they are where they are. And they're not inside your body with your heart and your kidney and your liver and stuff like that. They are hanging there because the testicles have to be cooler than the rest of the body. So anything you do that takes testicular temperature up, like if you work in a dry cleaners or if you are a chef and you're cooking by the stove all day or anything that takes the temperature up is bad. Even excessive amounts of spinning and cycling, that's kind of bad too. So they want to be cold. They need to be cooler than the rest of your body. I'm going to put your uh, balls in my ice bath. That's good. Like, good thing you have that ice But no, this, I mean. Yeah, I'll ice roll oh, are you your talk, balls. Are you, who are you talking to? I'm talking to Michael. Okay, I'm going to ice roll his balls. Her off. She might be talking to you. <laughs> Wait, I actually have a very specific question that we did not answer on the Wait, last podcast. Wait, but hold podcast. on. Last thing, last thing though. For supplementation, do you say like, okay, there's supplements. There are supplements. So for men, CoQ10, which is coenzyme Q10, the strongest antioxidant available in the world, the purest form of it, which is called ubiquinol, which is the best absorbed, has been shown to help women when they take 600 milligrams a day, slow down the aging of all the cells of their body, including the cells of their eggs. 
200 milligrams a day has shown to reduce the oxidative damage to sperm. So men can take one CoQ10 a day, 200 milligrams in the ubiquinol formulation. What's your favorite brand? Or is, there, is there any? I love the brand called Naturally Smart for Men. I think the pharmacy that carries it and does it, they checked a lot of things. It's not cheap. It's just a, it's expensive everywhere, but like the one at Costco, they don't necessarily have a ubiquinol formulation, and that's the only one that studies showed improvement with, hmm. not just the regular CoQ10. Wait, so I'm sorry to trip in, but I think it's I think I, it's important. I know you want to discuss your sperm, but I have other things on my mind. Okay, how much is it to freeze your sperm, freeze your eggs, freeze embryos? It's a really good question, and you're asking the person that's really bad with prices. Give us rough. I'll give you rough ideas. So I did a call last week with a company, a new company called Legacy, and all they're going to be doing is freezing sperm for men for the rest of their life, and it's going to be huge, and they're going to be doing it very reasonable, and I was very impressed. I was talking to the founder and CEO of the company and going to be hopefully getting involved and help them and give them advice if I can. So I'm excited about that. So I will definitely look out for them. So to come to our clinic and freeze your sperm because there's lots of protocols and a lot involved and you have to have an STD panel that's negative before we will accept your sperm and put them in our freezers. Taylor, you won't be accepted. <laughs> Zing. Or Taylor. Um, is going to be probably something around with the STD panel, the freezing and some storage fees, something around probably $1,000. Every single person that's a guy that I am friends with, I am going to be so annoying about them freezing their sperm. Weston's freezing his sperm. Because these Sorry, days, Weston. it's like about like $1,000 to go out on the town one night. I mean, it's just like getting a table and getting a bottle and doing all those things that were not my thing when my generation. Like, that's kind of how much it is. So it's crazy. And people should prioritize. You One vial of sperm frozen at a younger age, and you don't know what's going to happen to you. God forbid. You don't know who's going to get a cancer and need a chemotherapy to start within like a day or two, and who's going to get an accident and a lot of things that can happen to your testicles and affect things. That's why it's really safe to do it, especially since the collection process is really easy. Now, egg freezing, we've had specials this year that got it down to $6,400, which is probably the lowest I've ever seen for a reputable, excellent clinic. Um, normally, it's around $8,000 plus the medications. So if you wait till you're 40 years old and want to freeze your eggs, you're going to need a lot of medication, and that's going to be between five dollars or $6,000 worth. If you do it when you're young and healthy, you don't need as much medication. It's a little bit of medicine that takes you a really long way um, because your body just makes the eggs really easily. You know what's a little hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Michael Bostick? What? A little manscaped. <laughs> That's not a hint that you just literally just said what it was. It's so important this holiday season to trim your tree. I've been, tr I've been trimming. If you want your tree to look way bigger this year and you want it to stand tall, then you need to trim your tree. And that is why a Manscaped is here. I, I just got to give a hot tip than us opening the toilet and having all your shavings in there. So make sure you get rid of the shavings after you use your Manscaped lawnmower. That is what it's called, you guys, the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thank God. And no blood anywhere because that's a big thing with the previous. There's something you don't know about us, Lauren. Like sometimes these things, they can give you a nick, but not Manscaped. That thing, you're going to keep it clean. You're going to keep it precise. You're not going to worry about getting nicked. You're not going to be bleeding and getting hair all over the toilet. It's going to be nice and clean. You know what I'm getting our producer, Taylor Michael? Let me guess. He needs a weed whacker to chop the worst of his weeds. He has weeds coming out of his nose 
and his pants. Yeah, he's a pretty much, he's a weed whack guy. Michael's more of a lawnmower. Taylor needs a weed whacker. And they also have the crop preserver. This is a ball deodorant that I feel like every single guy on the planet needs to look up. Your balls are really nasty when they sweat. Sorry, guys. You're having, you're having a rough time getting through this one. I know it's a, <laughs> sorry, Manscaped. I mean, this is, these are, these are great names. I hate to break it to you guys, but every single guy on the planet needs ball deodorant. Like, I just want to tell you those sweaty things, they're in your underwear. It's fucking nasty. And let me tell you something. You de- Let me tell you, Lauren, you deserve an Oscar for getting through that one because I could see she-, she was almost losing it just getting through this read. So guys, check out Manscaped. They are the best. We use them or I use them. If you're thinking about what's the holiday gift, get your dad, your uncle, your brother, your cousin, your boyfriend, your husband, whatever. You got it. Manscaped. No one likes sweaty, smelly balls. No one likes nose hair hanging out of your nose. And no one likes dick hair everywhere. So I am grateful this season for Manscaped. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping with code skinny at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code skinny at manscaped.com. Get him the best gift of all from Manscaped. His balls will thank you. And have a dick hair free holiday season. Yeah, I, I look at it like this. It's not cheap and obviously it's an expense. And so like those numbers might scare some people. But if you say you're 25 years old and you're like, I want to potentially be able to have kids at 35. Like if you if you spread out that number over 10 years, like amortize it, it's it's minimal. Listen, you know, I don't like to say it because for someone, $100 may be a lot. Sure. And then for someone like $30,000, maybe nothing. But I think that people have ways of prioritizing a lot a lot of employers. Yeah, I think of all the dumb shit I we was spend money on. Literally, just talking to someone. She's like, I work at Disney. Disney gives every single employee of their seventy five thousand dollars of fertility coverage for whatever they need to do. I think not, and also so does Netflix, and so does a lot of the tech companies are amazing these days. And we have people calling and saying, like, I had patient recently froze her eggs three times. She's like, I have the coverage, and I want to have as many eggs as possible, so I never have to worry about this again. That's really good advice. I bet there's a lot of people that haven't even looked into their policy to see if they even have that coverage. One. Hundred yeah, percent. So I think let's start. Look. What everyone gets off listening is the first thing you do is you call your HR and you ask what fertility coverage do I have. Which, I, I don't think people think about that. I, I don't. Th- I think you're the first person that's ever told. I've never heard that, that ever. I don't think a lot of people even think about that. That's a gem. We need a whole podcast episode on that. There's probably you. a ton of women out Absolutely. there that have, don't have any understanding that they may have fertility coverage. Absolutely. There are so many people that have no idea no idea whatsoever that they have the coverage. I have had patients of mine that work at Netflix and she's lovely and she's so proactive. And she says she walks around telling people, you have coverage, freeze your eggs. And just like at lunch com- conversation and people just stare at her like, what is she saying? Like, that's how it. she told me it I is I want to be friends with her. She's my type. Um, she actually is your type. You'd love her. <laughs> how much is it to freeze embryo? Thanks for repeating the question, but I did remember that was the third one. I want to make sure because... (laughs) So embryos get to be a little bit more expensive because then we have to take the eggs, then we have to inject the best sperm into the egg, and then we have to let the embryos grow in our incubators for a week. All the embryos that grow beautifully for a week then get a tiny little biopsy, then they're frozen, the biopsies go out for genetic testing, for the genetic testing company that gives us the chromosomal analysis of how those are. And then after that, we save and freeze all the genetically normal embryos for whenever they want to use it. So that is going to be, I'm going to say, a little bit over $20,000. The older you are, you need more medicine. So again, doing all these things at a younger age is better. Okay. I recently heard the craziest thing, and I want to know your opinion on this. I almost called you to annoy you, but I didn't. I thought I'd save it. 
I have a girlfriend who was incredibly proactive about freezing her eggs. I think she did it when she was like 28 or 29. And now she's in her 40s. She was 41 and she went back to the clinic to get her eggs because she met her man and she wants she wants to do the whole thing. The eggs were bad. Does that happen a lot? Bad or expired or what? What does that mean? Uh, they so, weren't, they didn't, t- they didn't take. I don't know the right verbiage. I don't want to say the right v- wrong verbiage, but it, they didn't take to her. That is why it's incredibly important to do this at a very good clinic. I talked to someone today. She was 46 years old. She froze her eggs when she was 37 years old at a very lower to average clinic in LA. She went to use them and none of them worked either. Okay. So these are the things I tell people. You go to a clinic that's just been up and running for like a year or two, you're going to get some inexperienced or reputation things that are actually better for you to have. So that makes a huge, huge difference. You know, our clinic's been around for over 25 years. Our IVF lab is probably recognized as one of the number one IVF labs in the country. And we've had successes. MJ is a perfect example of someone who froze her eggs and thank God was so open about it. But she froze her eggs when she was 44 years old and came back and used them when they were 46 and delivered a baby at 47. Wow. So we have had, and we've had multiple people at the age of 44. Now, is that going to happen for every person? No. So you've got to do this at a good place. So if you have embryos that you have already froze or you're going to plan on doing that, is there a chance that you can, let's say you have, you got, you know, three great embryos. Is there a chance that those embryos won't take? So if you're going to a clinic that discourages you from doing genetic testing on their embryo, that means they're probably not good at doing genetic testing on embryos. And I would run out of there. If you go to a clinic that tells you, let's freeze your embryos on day three when like the majority of embryos look good because they don't really know how to grow an embryo to day five, which is called the blastocyst full-grown stage, I would run out of there. So we have people telling people, oh, you know, we don't want to damage the eggs and we don't want your embryos and it's just better to do it. That's because they do a bad job. If you're a good clinic, you let embryos grow to day five, six, and seven till they get to the blastocyst stage and you know what you're doing. If the clinic insists on freezing them early, not doing genetic testing and leaving you like in the dark with these, just an embryo without even knowing if it's normal and come back in 10 years and then you had, you know, an abnormal embryo, then they didn't really help you, did they? At your amazing clinic, how often do you see people who freeze eggs or embryos and it not happen for them? Is that something that's a daily occurrence? Very, very rarely, but I will be very honest. You know, egg freezing has been around now for a little bit over 10 years. And some of the initial freezings when we were doing the slow freeze, now we do with the fast freeze, which is like a flash freezing. Um, and it's called vitrification. It really improved the process. So when you did, if people did it a long time ago, that's another reason sometimes why they have poorer outcomes. So what about if someone wants to get pregnant with their embryo and you implant it? Does it normally work on the first time or does it take a couple of times? In our clinic, our statistic for an implantation of a genetically tested normal embryo is between 74 and 84% becoming pregnant. That is some of those people, a very small number of them do still have miscarriages because unfortunately, even though they're genetically normal, you can still have it, but it weeds out a lot of chances of miscarriage. Clear the record with this because someone was telling me this yesterday and I've already talked about this with you off air. 
You can't pick your eye color. You can't pick your hair color. You can't pick personality. What can you pick and control? You can pick the direction of your eyebrow growth. <laughs> up? <laughs> up, but some people accidentally hit the down button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can't do any of that. So unless somewhere they're doing it, and I've never read it in the medical literature, I mean, you cannot do any of that stuff. You, can, you can't even pick gender. We can tell you the gender of your embryos. And then if you have boys and girls, then you can select which one you want. But you can't pick it. So we can't make you a girl. I've had someone come in like for a girl or a boy, and then they got all the other genders and they got so upset at me. I'm like, I don't make that gender. I reveal to you what genders you made. So people come in and they think like they read something in a, in a, like on Google and they're like, okay, I want this. I want this color hair. I want this sex. I want this. I want these eyes. I want this. Per like that happens. Well, they better go find a partner that looks just like that because that's the only chance they have of getting exactly that. Well, that, yeah, but that's no, the it other cannot thing. happen. It yeah, cannot it, happen. You, you kind of, well, that's the other thing. I mean, like I would not expect to get like, no, me and Lauren, I would not expect to get like a six foot eight. That's not true tall, though. Saz so. is really tall. She is tall, but I was like, okay. She didn't like, get your side. Like, I warned her. She I'm got like, mine, yeah. but she's tall. Um, like, listen, you're kind of, you're, I have this is seen, what we're working okay, with, so these, right? so generally speaking, you have kids that have features of your own, but all the time we see this, that someone from like short parents suddenly have this tall, stunning, you know, kid that has nothing to do with them. And like, you're just surprised. It's, you know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying Zaz is tall and stunning and Michael's like <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> I am five foot ten. I'm a I, and I know a lot of people say that I am a legitimately five foot ten. Pull up a measuring stick. It's true. Okay. So that's not that short. Another thing. I'm five foot ten too. That's a great height. What are you talking about? Yeah. Lauren's like But people look at and I've said that to people and they're like, You're five nine. I'm like, yeah, no, every single head. guy adds you know an inch. Every, I, no, no, actually, no, I'm going to just pull out my sorry. measuring tape before you guys go. <laughs> every you single guy adds an inch. I got two friends. To that, their penis, too. Two friends of mine. Well, I know. On that, I'm, <laughs> that one's, you know, that one, you, you got to get a couple, like, rulers. But I have a couple friends that are legitimately 5'9", and they run around saying they're 5'10". That's and I literally pull, you and Dr. No, Dr. Gadir. And I get pissed. <laughs> are I'm you like, talking about you and Dr. Gadir? I go, you know, I go, you sons of bitches are giving the rest of us real 5'10ers a bad name because you... Anyone that says they're 5'10 is 5'9. I'm almost getting close enough to stand up right now with a tape measure I because this is, I would we bet, are 5'10ers, okay? I would bet $1,000 that you're both 5'9 no, and a half. I promise <laughs> you. I would fucking I just had a physical and I did your the whole thing. Your doctor lied. Wait, they're they still measuring your height at this age? <laughs> what yeah, what's going on? Just, I like, just had a physical. Wait, are you still going to your pediatrician? Wait, wait everything. I did everything. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'll measure. Don't worry, you guys. I got a new doctor because my old guy, he's retired now. He's done. Okay. We don't need your whole medical history. Thank you for that. He's gone. Okay. So. He's not gone. Alan Weinberger, he's not I gone. Heard, he's, just, he's on a boat retired somewhere. It's like, okay. I heard. Great doctor. I'm Cedars guy. I, I can't wait one day thing. like Dr. Gadir's on a boat and he's retired guys. Bye. No, that people will come get you. A yacht with a clinic on it. Yeah, I like that that's idea. Cool. Great. A lot of girls have told me that they go through the process of freezing their eggs. And then they don't get enough eggs. And so they do it again. And then I've heard they don't get enough eggs and they do it again. I had one patient that did it five times. What? She said that I want to make sure that I have a lot of kids. How many so, eggs did she end up getting at the end after five times? She had about 50-something. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. You know what's looking nice? What? Your hair. It's kind of looking like mine. 
Oh my God, the backhanded compliments, they keep on coming. Guys, my hair is looking good because of three things. I have talked about them in depth. Number one is I have been microneedling my scalp. It stimulates hair growth and it is amazing. The other thing that I've been doing is lots of scalp massage. And the last thing I've been doing, and I've been talking about this, is Nutrafol. This is the supplement to take if you want to restore your hair. I noticed lack of thickness after I had a baby. And I also noticed I had a lot of shedding. And after taking Nutrafol, these two things have been nipped in the bud. My hair is so much thicker and it's stronger. I felt like it took three to six months to really see results. It has made such a big difference in my postpartum experience. Just take the thinning of hair though out of the equation because this has been such a godsend for me. So I looked into this and 1,500 of the top doctors recommend Nutrafol. I have seen it everywhere. It's effective and it's an actual solution for healthy hair. So get your microneedler, do your scalp massage, try some Nutrafol. I like to take it after my lunch. It's an amazing supplement. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. So you're not alone and it happens a lot after pregnancy. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com. You're going to enter promo code SKINNY to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SKINNY. So she really wanted to be smart about it, and good for her that she did it. So this is the thing. If you freeze your eggs older, you're going to have poorer eggs tucked away in my office. If you get 25 eggs in one cycle, that means you probably did really, really well and you have great egg quality. If you get 25 eggs in five cycles, five eggs in each cycle, that's not a lot. So your quality of your eggs is completely different than the person that got 25 eggs in one cycle. So your friends who are getting this done and they're making so few eggs, they should be very concerned that with that low count goes also down the quality. And that's why they need to be doing this many times. But what does that do to the, like... I'm to the body? Sure. To the body. Nothing. Like, nothing. No. It's There's like, no long-term effects at all. What are there all is the no hormones? Links. So we're not giving hormones. Because oh. we're, we're we We're giving have... FSH and LH, which are triggers of the pituitary gland, which then later give a signal to your ovary, and the ovary makes its own estrogen. This is So we're not injecting up. you with estrogen, and we're not injecting you with progesterone, which are the two main female hormones for making eggs. We are giving you precursors that go to your pituitary gland that trigger your ovary. And that's a big myth that we need to resolve. Yeah, because, because we have, a, the first time we had you on, we have a, lot, a few of our friends that were asthma and, they, and a lot of their like feedback was like, well, I've heard the hormones, I've heard this is bad, I've heard it's so hard on the so body, all these So let's put these, these really out there. There are no studies at all that have ever linked any of these treatments for fertility with cancers. Now, you may get a cancer because you just be, may be getting a cancer. There are links in studies that have shown women that never carry a pregnancy and ovulate every month of their life have a higher chance of ovarian cancer. Wow. So one pregnancy reduces that. Then there's a lot of things that are out there about, you know, when you take my eggs out, are you taking all my eggs out? We have people that believe that. No, every month when you release one egg, there's about a thousand other eggs that die off in the process. During the month that we're doing this, we are going to 
actually try to get some of your additional eggs that you were going to normally die off anyways and recruit those and save them. The younger you are, the more we're able to recruit. The older you are, the less. Okay. So walk us through the exact process of freezing your eggs. Very, very detailed. For, let's pretend this person knows like nothing. Like how detailed? Like pulling into 450 North Roxbury Drive? Sure. Why not? You can park there and pay $18 or you can park <laughs> Get an Uber. at the two hour parking on one block over for free. Um, so you show up at the, the, the first thing we do these days, our visits were used to be all in person for the new consultations. Now 99% of our consultations are by phone or telemedicine. And I have to say, I think people are much more comfortable not driving 30 minutes, an hour, 20 minutes, looking for parking, coming to my office and doing them from their office or their home. I just feel I can tell people are more comfortable. So we're on the phone. We usually talk about 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what the topic is and what I'm trying to figure out. And at that point, after they've done their initial consultation, at the end of the consultation, I will tell them what their next steps are. So with, what that means is that I will be telling them, like, these are the blood tests you need to do. This is what he needs to do. And then they arrange for them to come in and we can get them in as early as the next morning. As soon as I get diagnostic testing results, I call back and I let them know that this is what happened. This is how your fertility is. You're doing great. You're doing poorly. If we have to add any supplements to try to improve things. And then they start the process with their period. So you figured out your eggs are looking okay and you want to freeze your eggs. You call us the first day of your period. You will come in on day two, three, or four of your period do a blood test and another and an ultrasound. So you do another blood test that's specific to that time of the month. And then you do an ultrasound. And generally speaking, most of the time, we put someone on a birth control for a week or two to stop their natural ovulation so we can take over. Once we've taken over the ovulation and we are sure that you're not ovulating that month and your body is just quiet and at rest, then we start with these daily injections that we teach you to give yourself in your belly. And those are usually 10 to 12 days. Those 10 to 12 days, you will probably come into my office about four times for blood tests and ultrasounds to see how these eggs are coming along. And then you're usually ready after those 12 days of injections to have your eggs come out about two days later. And that's called the egg retrieval. That happens in our surgery center. There's an IV placed and my anesthesia team gives you a little medicine in that IV. You fall asleep and you wake up and you're done. What do you do? So... When you fall asleep and you're kind of in your pap smear position, we put an ultrasound in vaginally and there's a little hole in this ultrasound probe that we go vaginally and the, a needle goes through there and it's a hollow needle that goes right through your vaginal wall. It's very tiny. You don't have to stitch it or do anything. It goes right into the ovary and then it starts to resect and suction out the eggs that come that have grown that month. And then it goes through some tubing into a little test tube and the test tube gets passed to the lab. And then there's a counter. It says like one, they count, found another one. Then the, So by the end of the case, right then and there, we know how many eggs you have. What is a moment where you're like, you get an A plus for egg freezing? And what's a moment where you're like, you get an A plus for embryos, where you're so happy and the client's happy and everyone's great? I think making something between 20 to 30 eggs is an exceptional good cycle. People that make 20 to 30 eggs get a little bit bloated and a little bit uncomfortable the week after their eggs are out, but they survive. And it's a little uncomfortable, but it's the price you pay for doing really well. Embryos, I mean, I think that if you got, you know, it depends how many kids you want. I mean, if you want six kids and you got three embryos, well, you didn't do that well. 
if you want one kid and you got three or four genetically normal embryos, you did amazing. And you have a, you have a little bit of a, you know, stash there in case you change your mind or in case something happens and it doesn't work on a cycle. So those are, I think those are people that have done really well, but everyone needs to know their goal. I have people that call me and say, I want to have three or four kids. I know I need to have a good number of embryos. I usually tell people it's better to have double the number of embryos than the number of kids you want to have just to be on the safe side. That's like my general rule. Okay. So what happens and what's the difference between a gay, lesbian, transgender couple? Or is there no differences? So obviously our gay couples, which we have a ton of in our practice, they have to find an egg donor. We have an exclusive agency of our own clinic that provides egg donors that are anonymous to our gay couples because neither gay couple has eggs. We make embryos for both of them, and then we find a surrogate, and then they decide if they want to put one embryo from one or one embryo from both of them, both at the same time, into the surrogate. So that's called third-party reproduction, and we do all of that. Our lesbian couples, they have lots of lots more options. There's two sets of ovaries and two sets of uterus and no sperm. So as long as they can get a donor sperm, they have to decide whose exit's going to be and who's going to carry. A lot of times we do what's called reciprocal IVF, where we take the eggs of one female, make an embryo, and then implant it into the partner female. So that's a really beautiful thing that everyone's really involved. And it's, I think, really special and really nice. And I just, right this week, one of my favorite lesbian couples, I know who you're talking about, I think, because I was, that's why I was asking. Oh, wow. Well, I I don't know who it is, but we'll talk about it later. I don't really talk about my patients to anyone, but. But is it, um, was it, so one of the people was doing the IVF on them and the other one's going to carry. So they actually both made embryos. They both made embryos, but then they decided once they had the embryos that one of them, one of the embryos from one partner is going to go into the other partner and she's pregnant now carrying her partner's baby. That is really, really cool. You must, you must lay your head on the pillow and be like, wow, I'm doing cool shit. Yeah. And if if people don't want to go to that extent for, they just, we just do artificial insemination at the time of ovulation and they just get pregnant. What kind of fertility issues are you seeing and how does it make you feel when you have to tell a woman you you have severe fertility issues and you can't have a baby. I never really talk that way ever. What's so the way? So the if someone has done IVF and they did really, really poorly, I think a really good involved discussion afterwards would be that, listen, it's not your fault. It is your genetics. And this is nothing that you ever planned to do. And your eggs are no longer at the level that you can use to have a baby. But thank God, you have really other nice options that you're going to have a beautiful family with. The use of egg donation these days is huge. And we help a lot of our patients that can no longer get pregnant with their own eggs get pregnant with egg donation. And it's a game changer. I have never had anyone who needed to go to that stage and use an egg donor to get pregnant ever come back to me other than beyond grateful that they learned about it and did it because it's such an unbelievable science that in the past you just wouldn't have a kid or you'd have to adopt. And now you could actually carry a pregnancy. You can have multiple kids from the same genetics of the same eggs and the same sperm. Hold up. I want to talk about skincare, one of my favorite subjects. You love it. I love it. We all love it. I have been really fascinated lately with retinol. It's been a subject that after writing my book, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun, I've been intrigued by. There were so many influencers, celebrities, and doctors that raved about retinol. 
But the problem was is that I had tried so many different ones and they all made me red. So lately, I've really been about finding one that works for sensitive skin. I've recommended some higher-end ones, but I also wanted to share with you guys a clean, cruelty, planet-friendly skincare brand called Bliss that has this retinol called Youth Got This Serum with Pure Retinol. And this one specifically is under $25. So it's affordable. A lot of them can be super irritating, but this formula was specifically made to be non-irritating. And I can tell you that because I've tried it on myself. I recommend using retinol, and this is how it's worked best for me if you're going to try it out at night so you're nowhere near the sun. And you can read all about the benefits of retinol in my book. But just to give you like a quick overview, basically, it's proven to reduce the look of fine lines and wrinkles in four weeks. It gives you this really youthful, dewy, plump, buttery skin, but you just have to be strategic with how you use it. So you can incorporate the serum easily into your routine. Start with one day a week, start at night, check it out. Bliss has so many amazing products. I also love their marshmallow mask. It's super cute and it's so much fun. Smells delicious, feels delicious on the skin. Okay. So when you're stocking them though, check out the youth got this pure retinol serum and the marshmallow mask. You're going to love both gentle ingredients. It's filled with amino acids, peptides, squalene, and antioxidants to nourish. You can shop Bliss's Youth Got This Retinol Serum and Moisturizer at Amazon for 20% off. Go on Amazon, stock it, add it to your cart. I feel like it will get there quickly. I think you're going to love it. Okay. So let's say, let's say Michael and I decided, okay, we're going to make embryos. And we make them and we get embryos. Would you tell us to go have sex naturally and try to have another baby? Or would you be like, Lauren, you already have these eggs that are on ice. Why not use them? Embryos. Embryos. It it depends. It really depends. So let's say you just made one embryo and you have a kid at home and you want to just save that for when you're like 43. I'd say, okay, that's just one, but that's what you would do. Let's say you make six or seven really good embryos and you want to have a total of three kids and you have both boys and girl embryos and you already have a girl. So this time maybe you want to go for a boy. I'd say use your genetically tested, beautiful male embryo to put it back and you make that decision. If you don't want to know genders, we never tell you the gender, by the way, ever. So a lot of times we were talking a lot about gender. I just want people to know there are many people that just tell me, I don't want to know the gender. I always ask before I tell people, do you want to know the genders you made? So we, we can do that. So it, it kind of depends on the overall game plan. And I'm one of the things I always do when I talk to patients is make an overall game plan. My last and final question is, why do you think that you're so good at what you do? Because you are, you know, very, very well known in the space. Lance Bass, you just had that announcement. He, I don't, what's the, what's the proper verbiage? You helped him make a baby? Yeah, we, we helped Lance and Michael make a baby and they're, very gracious and open about it and put it all over their social media. So that's really nice because they showed to people what they can do. And it's that's a really interesting case. And I cannot wait that they're on my podcast because there was so much, there were so many rumors that they had tried 10 times and it didn't work. I mean, it's such garbage that people put out there. But I don't want to say that I think I'm good. I want to say that I really care. Yeah. And I think by really caring... It has allowed me to do really well in my field. 
And I also think I'm very lucky that our lab is amazing and probably, in my opinion, one of the best IVF labs in the entire country. And since the U.S. is at the top of their game with fertility, probably better than any country, probably one of the, the top labs in the world. We were rated as a top five in the world recently on a study that came out. So that was very exciting. But I think it's just a complete picture. I have the best nurses I've ever had right now. And my patients adore them. And I love that. And I just like, that goes so far. They, you were talking to my nurse so much more than you're talking to me. And I'm so fortunate that my nurses are so wonderful. My ultrasonographers are amazing. Lots of doctors are there at like six in the morning in the clinic doing all these ultrasounds. And I'm really fortunate. I have some of the best ultrasonographers in the world doing them and giving me the report, which I review. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there talking to patients and listening to them and answering their questions and not having to run from room to room to room to room doing these quick ultrasounds in the morning. So we've kind of put together something that's worked really well for us. You know, an excellent IVF lab, an excellent surgery center, really good staff. And I think it goes a long way to be like empathetic and care about your patient during this process. It sounds like you have a very seamless operation. I've, I've sort of seen it from afar and it seems like it's a 10. So everyone has to check you out. I want you to sort of pimp, I normally ask, you know, a book, a podcast, a resource that you would recommend. And right now I'm going to ask you what the resource is for fertility, which is your podcast. Tell us why you think people should listen to your podcast. What are we going to get? So the podcast is, I think, great. I've really enjoyed. We already have had like seven or eight episodes. And, you know, it's great because it talks about people's emotions during that time. It talks about their life. It talks about everything that was going on in their life. And it's not just their cycle of IVF that they did or their egg freezing. So that's why I love why it's called The Fertile Life. And it's really just about like life these days and how fertility affects it and what's important about it. And there's not one person that I can think of that fertility has nothing to do with their life. So that's why it's important. You know, also the my Instagram page, I think it's just, it's uplifting, it's informative, it gives information. All of these things together, we've really, really worked hard to make it as informative as possible. Um, I was doing a lot of Instagram lives during the pandemic and it's kind of gone a little bit slower, but I hope to be able to do more. That's always interesting, getting a chance to talk to really interesting people and people just watching and listening. That's also been very good too. And some guests that you're having on or you've had on that you can pimp out. I know, didn't you have Sheena on from Vanderpump? Yes. So we had Sheena and she has a beautiful baby. That's great. Molly Sims, who is a huge advocate for fertility and everything she did in her life to safeguard having a family and she never really needed, but that's beautiful. She did amazing. Pusha T and his wife, Guinea, we love them. And they were, she called me one day and said, I have to talk about what I did. I have to help people. And that was a, I mean, she was amazing and open and honest about everything she did. And I absolutely really loved talking to her. So we've had some great people on and hopefully we have a list of people that are coming out that are amazing. And I'm so honored to be part of the Dear Media family. I just am praying to wear my Dear Media sweatshirt one of these days. Do they send you one yet? <laughs> Yeah, but I've been told I can't like oh, open gotta, it yet. Like oh, it's like an official like bar mitzvah I have to have before I can wear it yeah. or something. Dr. Kadir is going to send you an eyebrow brush. You can send him a sweater. <laughs> send, actually, send him the link for the brow gel. I'm not even joking you. Yeah, Dr. Kadir, I think you are such an incredible resource for anyone who wants to learn more about fertility. Where can everyone find you on your Instagram? Tell us where you can find your podcast, all the things. Right. So it's Dr. Dr. Shaheen Gadir. 
and I'm sure everyone knows how to spell it. And our website, scrcivf.com, it's a brand new website and it's uh, we're changing a lot of the content and updating it. It has a lot of videos coming out recently. I just did this um, episode where we filmed like answering like 20 different topics and it's all coming out really soon. And it, a lot of it can just be Googled by Dr. Shaheen Gadir. The podcast is The Fertile Life and we'll be on the Dear Media Network very, very soon. So we're beyond excited about that as well. And I'm doing an Instagram stories Q&A with you right now. And I also have you featured on my blog, The Skinny Confidential. And not only that, you, we have another episode with you, which we will leave in the show notes. Yep, Got to go back, listen to the first one. If you Thank you it. for coming on. You're a rock star. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you. To win a private consultation session with Dr. Gadir, you can pick his brain about anything and everything when it comes to anything fertility. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. And make sure you're following at Dr. Shaheen Gadir and at the Fertile Life Podcast. With that, we'll see you next time. And make sure you listen to part one of this episode. It is episode 334.